So today I'm going to do my first book review on Beowulf. This is the Seamus Haney version, and it's the best one. First off, some history on this book. Beowulf was written in the 9th century by a monk, and it's believed that he was trying to spread Christianity to the pagan culture. Why this interests me in particular is because when I figured out that the theme of writing could confuse pagan myths and use them as kind of a backdrop for a vessel to spread Christianity, well, I started writing my own versions of Beowulf and other things like that. So this is why this book's really special to me. And this is a dual translation. There is the original language and the modern English. So what is Beowulf about? Beowulf is a story about a Danish hero who goes to free the Danes from a monster named Grendel. And Grendel is terrifying these people. They can't get rid of him. So Beowulf comes and fights him and kills him. And then, of course, Grendel's mother comes and fights and gets killed and then there's the worm or the dragon they call it the worm w-y-r-m who fights Beowulf at the end of the book 50 years later when he's king and he's old and the story has been arguably one of those stories that people for a long time didn't respect its literary quality people believe that Beowulf was just a historical relic that it just showed how this culture operated and lived but around the 1920s 30s 40s a very famous author which everybody doesn't seem to know but they know their most famous work this is J.R.R. Tolkien and of course the work he wrote was The Lord of the Rings J.R.R. Tolkien argued that Beowulf is a literary masterpiece, and he would be right because the story is so archetypal, and it's something that can be applied to everything. And that's really what qualifies literature, is when you can read it, and when you grasp the concept, you can apply it to real life. And these books, I have to admit, are not very fun to read. They are, though, interesting, and they help you understand the world you live in. And as part of living, as part of the blessing of being a human being, is that we get to seek out knowledge, and we get to grow, and become more intelligent, and more thinking, and we can actually freely think about whatever we want, and we can read books like this in the United States, which is why I'm very, very big on protecting our freedom of speech. And if you ever see my YouTube comments, I'm usually trying to troll someone, but I'm not really a troll. It's more, I'm concerned about where the nation's heading because people don't read these beautiful books and they'd rather go to simple, uh, less important ideas. And these old stories have very important ideas in them. And Beowulf's important idea is actually something that can apply to a lot of culture. I'll give you an example. In the Danish culture, there was blood feuds. Of course, one warrior killed another warrior, and then suddenly there was a feud there, and it would last forever because they would start killing each other. And this applies to modern-day gangs. I would think that Beowulf should be a must-read in every inner-city school because it teaches you the destruction of this mentality that, first off, you're just going to go and cause random violence. That's Grendel, because in this culture, they struggled with that. They randomly would kill things and go in and pillage and destroy and rape and burn and it was something that couldn't be defeated except by a really strong warrior and of course whenever one of those evil warriors would be killed then would come the vengeance and that's Grendel's mother 
And we know in gang culture, this is like something stereotypical on the television, but it's something that, you know, is almost true. Because it's true for everybody. Whenever one of your friends or something gets beaten up or, in this case, murdered, you want to go and take revenge. And, of course, Grendel's mother being more hideous because it's a female. And I don't say that this is this is right. It's just how they thought the feminine was more ugly in this case because it should be beautiful. It should be sensitive and, like, wheel throw. It should be a comfort but instead Grendel's mother comes and kills. And what happens here is that we see this vengeance in the culture. And it's, Grendel shouldn't have been avenged because he's evil. You, know, you don't want to avenge Grendel, they're evil, but they do. And then Beowulf goes and kills her. So Beowulf kills two problems in the society because this is what the overreaching talking is about, is about the problems in the society. And of course, there's gold. Gold is referred to in Beowulf, and Seamus Haney does a very good job. The way he emphasizes it, you can almost hear the way that he's saying it, and it's it's almost like lust, you know, the way, way we would lust after a beautiful woman in this culture, the way people are always looking for sex and sex and sex. This is how it's been portrayed in the introduction of this book. This culture was looking for gold. They loved gold, and what's beautiful about it is that at the end of the book, the worm comes, or the dragon, and the worm starts burning down villages. It's like smog in Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit. It's like, that's where this came from. Tolkien got the idea from Beowulf, and Lord of the Rings got the imagery from Tolkien. But this is the original smog, and the worm is devastating. He just devastates the countryside. And then Beowulf and a couple of writers go to fight him, and all of his friends leave him, and then him and one man take on the worm and slay it. But afterwards, Beowulf dies. Because you see, the worm is hoarding gold. That's the archetype of the dragon, is that it hoards gold. It has got gold lust. It wants gold. And so the culture is embodied a dragon. They want gold. They want to hoard it. They, they love gold. And in the whole way through the text, gold is a peacekeeping device. It is like something that is shared with one another in order to promote peace. Because this is what Beowulf is meant to do, is to show in the time of Danes were invading the British Isles at the time this was being written. And I do believe this was being written to tell the British to stop this fighting in the mainland. Because I think the writer of Beowulf was well aware that probably the Danes would take over Britain, and if not the Danes, the French did. But it's this gold lust too. This gold lust is ever present in the society. And the writer is saying how gold is like a diplomacy. It's like good for diplomacy. Like they trade torques and goblets and cups and rings and things like that, which is where Lord of the Rings probably got its idea for the ring. The, the lust for the power in this case in Tolkien, but in Beowulf it's purely the gold because it looks pretty and they want to buy things. And of course the dragon hoards the gold and Beowulf has to beat it because at the end of the day, Beowulf has to beat the problem, but this problem kills Beowulf, so it's even too big for him. He needs help. And that's the beautiful thing about Beowulf, is that it brings to focus these very primitive ideas that still exist in society today, and gangs, and not even just gangs, and in countries, and mass countries. One country bombs another country. It's very typical, though not so much anymore, but, you know, they used to go to war. And I think, like, Beowulf is showing a way to offer peace and olive branch to your enemies in order to promote peace. Not that the Danes and Beowulf were enemies. It's that it was about making peace and making alliances to basically fend off against the even worse threats, in this case, the Swedes, which I don't have time to get into.